Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. You've got Lexi and Jordan here talking to you about... um, topic that just is not talked about enough in the church. We are going to talk about grandmothering. I love my grandma, my mom's mom. I have very fond memories of being at her house. So there's like one thing that always pops, two things that pop into my head when I think of my grandma. I want to know what pops into your head when you think of your grandma. Hopefully it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to talk about my dad's mom because she was who I was closer with. And she was a Christian and um, she was a really sweet lady. But um, what pops into my head? Okay. What pops into my head probably is she, no matter how old she got, she was saying, because she was a school teacher and she would say, I was a, P- I was a PE teacher. I can do that. And so Aww. like her sons would be like, mom, you don't need to be doing this or that. And she'd be like, I was a PE teacher. So she was always That's just cute. like, so I was just like very capable and willing. Go get her attitude. Had a great attitude, yeah, and never um, wanted to be fussed over. Just always wanted to be independent in a healthy way. She was really sweet. Yeah, and she was. Bulgarian. She alive still? No, she passed okay. away. Um, she had Alzheimer's and passed away when she was fairly. Oh yes, you told me that. Yeah. Okay. She's my Bulgarian grandma. That was awesome. What about you? Huh. Well, I always think of. After my grandfather died, I'd sleep in my grandma's bed, and she was always so worried. There was a a window, and we lived with her on and off when my dad was on TDY or when he'd be overseas for a while. We'd go live with her. There was a window at the head of our bed, and so she would make me scoot, like, all the way down the mattress because she didn't like my wet hair getting the cold draft from the window at night. (laughs) So I still, to this day, will almost every single night sleep with my feet at the end of the bed because of that. No. But also outside of that window was a lilac bush. And so I still, to this day, like when I smell lilacs, I just think of my grandma's little Uh, tiny adorable white house. So, and those memories are like seared into my brain enough that for her surprise 80th birthday, I actually wrote her a poem about the lilac bush and framed it for her. So that is awesome. I love that. There's a certain smell of sheets that sheets will have like old, older cotton sheets that mm-hmm. smells like my grandma's house every time. And I will like open up some sheets that have been in the closet or something like, they smell like my grandma's house because I would go and stay with her and stay in a bed that people didn't sleep in that often. So it was just made, yeah. you know? And there was a certain smell to the sheets and it is like, that's one of those smells that's seared into my memory that I love the smell of sheets that have been in a closet a while. <laughs> it's true. Like old, like garage sale. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's a super weird smell, but I love it. I love that smell. (laughs) Kind of like closed up smell of sheets. Mm, My favorite. So we just kind of wanted to talk about this because I don't, I just don't think enough women um, realize that they're getting old and they're taking their good and bad habits with them. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um, Whoops. So specifically, I don't know what you want to talk about, so we can just kind of bounce back and forth, but I wanted to talk about how Nancy Wilson talks in her book called The Silver Lining about how if you want to be a wise woman, a wise older woman, you have to start with godly habits in your youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, my dad's mom passed away several years ago. My mom's mom is still alive, like I said, and she's getting older. And, you know, 
we've been taking care of her on and off. And it's been interesting to really see two things. One, that God cannot be mocked and you will reap what you sow. And that you really can't assume wisdom just because you're getting older. You have got to put, you have to make it a part, godly habits, a part of your muscle memory while you're young, because when your mind and your physical body starts to go, those are the ruts that you're going to be swimming in. You're a human. Um, and if those are bad habits, if you spent your life being selfish, you're going to spend your old age being selfish. If you've spent your life giving yourself away for others, those are going to be the ruts that you're going to run in as an elderly woman. So I, I guess I almost wanted to share that just as a warning, like let's start talking about grandmothering. Um, let's start planning for being a grandmother. Let's start making grandmothering, godly grandmothering be a norm again in yeah. the Christian church. Yeah. Um, so in my family, we have um, our kids, both of their grandmothers are still living, which is a blessing, my mom and Jared's mom. And um, it's really sweet because Jared's mom, she lives an hour away and she comes every week, once a week to um, spend time with our boys. And she's done this since Ransom was born. And it, it's just so sweet. And she's, I've talked to Paige about this. Um, and I think I mentioned on the podcast before. She's just a great example of selflessness and cheerfulness. Um, she will come and just like scoop up anything that she sees that needs to be done and cheerfully mm -hmm. want to do it just because she loves us and she loves our kids yeah. and she wants to help out. And it, it's just such a blessing. She's constantly like seeing needs that aren't even asked to be seen. Um, mm -hmm. Just like noticing things and um, helping us with them or like grabbing things that she knows that we could use or it just, it's just that she thinks of others in a really awesome way. And she's been a great yeah. example for me to want to be like whenever we have grandkids of our own. That's really cool. Yeah. I've been yeah. for that. I think some of the most godly women in my life, they use their eyes really to see needs around them and to like take the initiative to go meet the needs. They're not so absorbed with themselves that they're not able to actually stop and look around and see what's going on. Yeah. That's a really good point. And doesn't it seem like those women are the most cheerful women? <laughs> like the yeah. ones that yeah. are obsessed with taking care of other people and like <laughs> meeting needs, like it's the happiest women. And, and I think it's yeah. exactly like what you said, because they aren't obsessed to themselves. And mm -hmm. um, I know in times of my life that I have been super self-focused. It's also the times of my life that I've also been really depressed. And it's like, yeah, it goes hand in hand. And I want to be the kind of grandmother that's super cheerful. And <laughs> um, meeting needs of my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think too, something I wanted to kind of touch on is I know several people that got saved older in life and they already had kids and stuff and they were already working full time. And so they kind of have felt like, well, this is how it is. I'm not going to quit working. They're almost grown. Um, but I think what's so sad about that is that they're also setting themselves up to be absent grandmothers. Mm -hmm. So I think when, if you are older as a believer or even young, like don't, you need, we have to remember, like we are supposed to be in the home serving these people just because the kids graduated doesn't necessarily mean that you have extra free time. It just means that you should probably be spending your free time differently now. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, I, it just makes me sad to see that. I don't know. It just makes me really sad to see so many um, older Christian women working that they could be either in the church or in their, their grandkids' homes, teaching school lessons, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say they're wasting away, but it's just that that's a really special and unique season. And I do think we see it in scripture. I mean, um, not Timothy, Timothy. I think that's a really good example. Tim, is it Lois? Is that his grandmother? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think we see it as a season of life that God can use to do really, really major, major things. Yeah, yeah seriously. And oh. we talked about a couple of weeks ago too, um, just with Titus too, that there's jobs for older women to be doing. They're supposed yeah. to be teaching the younger women um, to be doing the things that hopefully they did faithfully. Hopefully they were loving their husband and children yeah. well. Um, and then now that they're older, um, take this as an opportunity for your either your daughter, your daughter-in-laws, or um, young women in the church to be teaching them, like actively mm-hmm. um, being in their home, like yeah. serving in any way, offering up your free, your quote unquote free time now um, mm-hmm. to teach them godly habits and um, domestic skills and whatever mm-hmm. it may be that God has blessed you with the time that you got to work through and now use it as an opportunity for teaching them. Yeah, it's really interesting. If you go read First Timothy 3, I think, there's actual qualifications for, um, they were trying to decide which widows to take care of and which widows to not take care of. And they basically looked at their Christian fruit, like, were they pouring themselves out for the saints? Were they being hospitable? Were they walking in good works? Mm-hmm. And so I think, in a way, I would encourage most, most young women, orient your life around those qualifications for being a godly widow. You know, like, pour yourself out in those ways. Yeah, because you just don't know what season you're gonna you're gonna be in. Yeah, um, I think it's so easy whenever we do get free time to think that it, it that it should be oh now is my time to fill it with things for me, like yeah. now is my time to self indulge rather yeah. than um, now I have this time. What's the best way I can use it to glorify God? Yeah, and that um, just, go ahead. I've just been especially since we came back from Idaho and being up there, I've really just been thinking about my parenting, like me as a parent with my own kids is training for my grandmothering. Like if I cannot figure out how to cook a Sunday meal here, why should I expect that I can figure out how to do it in the future with all my grandkids around my table? Mm -hmm. Like this is simply the training ground for what the end of my life should be looking like. Mm -hmm. So, and I think we kind of get it flipped around where we just, we pour ourselves into just parenting, but then we just kind of forget about grandmothering. We'll get there eventually, but we're not necessarily diligently thinking about it. And it makes me wonder if that's why we do have a season, not season, if we, if that's why we have a generation of absent grandmothers. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's how it is across the board, but a lot of people that is how it is. Well, yeah, I, I frequently hear even from Christian women, like, well, we, we did our time, you know, yes. <laughs> like, like our time's done now. We did our, whether it be in the nursery, um, a, a big one. It's like, we did our time in the nursery. We, you know, we served in the nursery at church whenever oh, yeah. we were little and now they're grown. So our time of doing that is up. Um, oh, yeah. or, I mean, that could be applied to a thousand different things, but, um, older saints, it, it feels like sometimes they're like, well, we put in our time and we can now not, um, that now we just kind of get to be older and I don't know, be looking out for ourselves more. I mean, like, that's not a good idea. Like this is not going to lead to joy for anybody, mm-hmm. but absolutely not. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the self indulgentness that I want to be cautious to not seep into whenever I get to grandmotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to just think that now that I don't have babies on my hip, that I don't have to be serving in the same way. Yeah. Yep. I love it that Paige has a list going of things she wants to be like when she's a grandma. Yeah. We should ask her to post her list whenever yeah, we post Well, She has a lot of children, so. <laughs> yeah, so she's got to start planning now. She's going to have lots yes. of <laughs> She was talking about the dinner plates, like when she realized how many dinner plates she would need if she ever wanted to host an extended family dinner when all of her kids were married. It was cracking me up. I love so, it. Uh, I yeah. Jared and I were talking about that just with having a third. It's like, okay, if all of them get married and all of them have kids, okay, I need a bigger dinner table. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, okay, when we're older, maybe we can knock this back wall out and make a bigger di- dining room and like already mm-hmm. for stuff like that, um, which is awesome. And I'm very excited about those things. I'm excited to be a yeah. grandma. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely recommend you guys go check out Nancy Wilson's book, The Silver Lining. Elizabeth Elliot has some stuff too in her various books. There's not like one book though where she talks about it necessarily. I think that's all I got. I think that's it. Cool. All right, ladies. Hope you guys have a good week. Um, Let us know what you're cooking. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of the Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for Wives, Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.